Welcome again to the South Edmonton Church of Christ videos. The format of this video is going to be like it was this morning. We're going to have a couple of songs, then after those songs, I will have a lesson. After that lesson, there's going to be a song, so stay tuned for it. Thank you very much, and let's all join in together with worshiping. There's a model of heaven down here below. It's a picture of glory sublime. With the glorious body of Christ our dear Lord, live here on creation of thine. Our Savior has given the sweet sacrifice for a bitter and sinful old tree. You hung between heaven and earth, my dear Lord. Increase my devotion to Just gives us a glimpse of lovely and marvelous scenes. That heavenly city is calling me home, that wonderful place of my God. Our Savior has given the sweet sacrifice, what a bitter and sinful old tree. You hung between heaven and earth, my dear Lord. Increase my devotion to Thee. Oh, what a reunion we'll have that glad day. The face of our God we'll all see. Those loved ones we'll hold in our arms once again. In that wonderful place of our God. Our Savior has given the sweet sacrifice. What a bitter and sinful old tree. You hung between heaven and earth, my dear Lord. Increase my devotion to thee. The church is that model of heaven for me. I love to be with them and sing. The word to proclaim it delights my poor heart, and we show how the lost may be free. Our Savior has given the sweet sacrifice, what a bitter and sinful old tree. You hung between heaven and earth, my dear Lord, increase my devotion to Jesus. 
is in your power. My might is not my own. It's the shelter of your wings that will carry me toward home. The shelter of your wings is a fortress for the fight against the enemy, the foe of truth and right. The shelter of your wings lifts my spirit so to sing. How I love the blessed comfort of the shelter of your wings. Your mercy and your truth led through the troubled way. The heritage of hope led me high when low I lay. Your name that I so fear did to receive my trust. For mercies mixed with justice in the shelter of your wings. The shelter of your wings is a fortress for the fight against the enemy, the foe of truth and right. The shelter of your wings lifts my spirit so to sing. How I love the blessed comfort of the shelter of your wings. Each of the Gospels has a very interesting account of what took place on that early uh, Sunday morning that we call Easter morning now. That day that Jesus rose up from the grave. And this morning sermon, we took a look at some of those emotions that they were experiencing at that time. Um, the first ones who came to that tomb, of course, were the women. They came and they were going to offer Jesus that great service of, of continuing in that proper burial that they uh, knew that he deserved. But when they came there, they found it to be empty. So there were all different types of emotions on that morning that Jesus rose. They were trying to figure out why is the tomb empty? Where is Jesus's body? But then they started to see that Jesus is alive. This is so much greater than just, you know, an empty tomb. No, it's that Jesus has raised from the dead. So many of those emotions we looked at this morning. However, there are also other occasions where we read about emotions of the early church and what they encountered. I believe those other times can be beneficial to us today, too. Another such occasion actually happens later that same day on what's called this road to Emmaus. Uh, now, Emmaus was just a different location that they were going in. And we see on this road to Emmaus, these two disciples are walking there and they're, they're traveling. Um, and they start a conversation with Jesus, but they don't even know it's him. You know, if you want to find a very interesting chapter, uh, take a look at Luke 24, where you read about this road to Emmaus. And these disciples... They have not experienced these events firsthand. They just kind of are hearing news about it. And once again, to them, it sounds a little too good to be true. They're trying to figure out where do we go from here? What's going on? They're still trying to process this information. So let's jump into the story and let's see uh, what, what they can bring to it and what we can learn from their emotion. Luke chapter 24, uh, beginning of verse 21. This is those two disciples speaking. They say to Jesus, but we had hoped that he, talking about Jesus, was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Not only this, but it is now the third day since these things happened. Furthermore, some women of our group amazed us. 
They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back and said they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. So he said to them, you foolish people, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? So this is Jesus. This conversation that Jesus has with his two disciples right here. Now, when you look at it, we see they had hope. It almost kind of sounds the way that they uh, they talk about it. It almost kind of sounds like that hope was almost crushed because they had hope that Jesus was going to redeem Israel. They had hoped for great things. They had hoped he was going to be the Messiah. But how can the Messiah die? Well, it was prophesied that the Messiah would die. That's what Jesus says a little bit later in verse uh, 26 right there. You know, wasn't it necessary for these things to happen? It was. It was necessary. It was still always part of God's plan. God is in control. So these disciples, they had hoped previously that Jesus was going to redeem Israel. But right now they didn't know what was going on. Now they just have this amazement because they hear news that Jesus is raised from the dead, but they haven't seen it yet. They don't know it to be true yet, even though they're talking to Jesus himself. They, they don't realize that yet at this point. But they are amazed and they listen to Jesus. And then at some point in this conversation, in this chapter, we're not going to look at this, but at some point, then their eyes are open. They're allowed to see Jesus for who he really is. And then he disappears. It's a very interesting uh, occasion. So you want to talk about um, emotions that would be running through their minds, maybe some confusion that would be running through their minds. Yeah, it was right there. But let's pick up even after they realize all these things uh, taking place, because uh, what we see that they do with the news is um, they, they get up and they return to Jerusalem. And there they found those 11 disciples uh, and also the people that gathered with them. Uh, that's found in Luke 24, 33. But let's pick back up with what happens after they find them and the message uh, that they start proclaiming. Them. In verse 36, we read, While they were saying these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified, thinking they saw a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. It's me. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones like you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still could not believe it because of their joy and were amazed, he said to them, Do you have anything here to eat? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in front of them. So what words do we see here? We see a whole bunch of them. There's a lot of different emotions that are running through there. I mean, notice what, what they see. Uh, they're, they're startled. They're terrified. Uh, they thought he was a ghost. See, they're just trying to process it at this point. They're frightened. They have these doubts. All of these things are taking place. In verse 41, we see that they still couldn't believe it. This was because of their joy. Once again, you know, this, this fear, this disbelief, all of these things wrapped up in a one and they're amazed. So you've got all these emotions coming into it at one time. And then we also have another emotion that I just overlooked. In verse 36, what Jesus tells them is, peace be with you. Among all of these emotions that can take them in all sorts of different directions, we have Jesus who is saying, 
peace be with you. You need to be at peace. Once again, Christ always wants us to have this peace, and he asks us to have this peace. And he shows us how we can have this peace. Even in this world that we don't know where our emotions might take us. But God still wants us to have this peace, to recognize this truth of what has happened. Now there's one more occasion that I want us to take a look at. This other occasion is actually just in the following verses. In Luke 24, picking back up now in verse 44, Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it stands written that the Christ would suffer and would rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Here in these verses, we see a very beautiful statement of what's going to take place in just a, a few kind of days later, I guess you would say, in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 2, we see all of these things that Jesus is telling them is going to happen. This message has got to be proclaimed. Repentance is going to be proclaimed. Forgiveness of sins is going to be proclaimed. All peoples of all nations are going to hear this message beginning in Jerusalem. That's the message that, that Jesus left his disciples with. They knew that they had more of a task to continue on. And it was their job to do what Jesus has asked, to be able to spread this news, and to be able to spread the gospel message across the whole world. You know, that's a goal that we still are, are supposed to be involved in today. The gospel message should not be hidden. In fact, the gospel message cannot be hidden. Earlier in this chapter, if you kind of look, I'm, I know I'm going back a little bit, but these two disciples on that road to Emmaus, when they didn't even know they were talking to Jesus, I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit here, but they're talking with Jesus and they say, are you the only person around here who doesn't know what's been happening? You know, news had already been spreading at that time. It's because news and news like this, someone who is dead and now is raised up from the, from the dead, news like that, it does travel. And in this case, news like that still affects us 2,000 years down the road. So I just want you to think about when is the last time that you've shared this good news that the tomb was found empty, that Jesus Christ raised it from the dead, and he gives us hope of being able to do the same thing ourselves. He offers us repentance. He offers us forgiveness. He offers us all these great blessings that are found in the name of Jesus Christ. When's the last time that you've shared that message with somebody else? I think we can all do a little bit more of that. I know right now it's difficult because we can't really get out and openly proclaim the message. However, I believe you can still find ways of proclaiming the gospel message to people that you come in contact with or people that you might uh, know. Let's do that. The gospel message deserves that. In the early morning when the tomb was sealed, Mary came with spices, all her hopes revealed. When the sun had risen, she could see her way. See, the stone is gone, and hear the angels say, He has risen. Amen.
could press ahead, he'd leave his past behind. Tell the world with boldness for salvation fight. He has risen, he has risen. Freedom found from the dreams of Satan's prison. For he has risen, for he has risen. Witness Paul went out and brought the lost world in. Elder John would write the words we think and pen. Since the years have come and then they've gone their way, all the ages listen as the people say. He has risen, hallelujah, he has risen, hallelujah, Oh!